My name is Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's husband, and I am Kamala's running mate. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding, don't you? Well, President Harris led this effort. Led this effort. And I also want to thank my buddy Kamala, who I work for in the, up in the White House. Last week, President Harris and I. And happy birthday, great president. Uh, we know uh, your mom's always with you. What's up, humans and other assorted life creatures? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's May 22nd, Monday, May 22nd. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. If you'd like to join us for a post-game show where I answer uncensored questions, I listen to your commentary, and more, please join us at Rubin Report. Dot locals.com. And I have to tell you, people, we have a very dense, thick, packed show. A lot of paper, a lot of chances for paper cuts. We're going deep. It's a deep dive. I'm telling you, remember today, May 22nd, because this week in American history will go down as a big one because there is a lot of political stuff happening, as they say. I think you can sense at least one of them has to do with that guy here in Florida, Mr. Florida man, Ron DeSantis himself. Uh, but today, what we will be doing with the program is unpacking what is a conservative. You know, I often talk about this sort of wide tent conservative movement, right? You're gonna have your ex-libs, your libertarians, you're gonna have your more social conservatives. But basically what I would say is you've got sort of this big tent situation that sometimes can feel a little tenuous. You have people that have definite disagreements on things, have disagreements on things like abortion. You could take a guy like Rudy Giuliani, obviously a conservative, but happens to be pro-choice. You could take a guy like, say, a Mike Huckabee, more on the religious conservative side. You could take an ex-lib like me. You could take someone maybe a little more libertarian like Joe Rogan. But there's this crew of people at this point that are coming together, I would put Elon Musk in there as well, that are basically believing in reality. How about that? So we always talk about what is a woman. Today we're going to talk about what is a conservative, because I think if we can set some parameters around that, not in the old way people used to talk about conservatives, you're very stuffy and you only care about tax breaks, but if we can do it in a new school, Let's conserve America. Let's conserve freedom and individual rights and all of the good stuff that has been so freaking great here for 250 plus years. I think we can save the country. I really do. Maybe I'm just juiced up because it's Monday. I don't know, but let's see what happens. Uh, but the point is that uh, when, when you start getting a coalition of good people fighting the machine, the machine fight fights back hard. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence of that. So we're gonna get to all of that before we do. Let me talk to you about my Patriot Supply. Guys, you know, I can't believe the dire headlines we're facing in the world today. Ain't it the truth? Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. The reality is you might not be able to find food when the next disaster strikes. Grocery stores could be empty because roads will be closed and trucks won't be able to make deliveries. Probably not here in Florida, but in other places. Uh, when that happens, you need emergency food in full supply. That's why I urge you to grab a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save 200 on each kit that you need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit and save 200 bucks per kit. It's easy to order. Go to preparewithruben.com. You'll get fast and free shipping too. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. Preparewithruben.com. And now back to me. Okay, so what's going on with the Democrats, the lefties, the progressives, and their media cohorts? Before we get into the, okay, there's a sane group of people trying to, you know, blaze a trail to a future America, let's talk about the crazies for just a moment. And when we do talk about the crazies, you've got to talk about the crazies over at the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. Here is Chris Hayes, who in my opinion, I don't mean this to be offensive or anything, the man looks like a Muppet. Uh, here is Muppet man, Chris Hayes. He's very, very upset because here in Florida, we are not going to allow for genital mutilation of children. And this is very upsetting to this human Muppet. Enjoy. 
Now, the sick irony here, the one that I just can't get over and really kind of sticks with me, is that the right-wing movement that gave us this new law signed yesterday is the very same group of people that screamed about parental rights for years amidst the pandemic. I get to say whether my kid wears a mask. I get to say whether my kid gets vaccinated. I get to say whether my kid goes to school. And Ron DeSantis was the public face of that movement. That very same wing of the Republican Party, embodied by Ron DeSantis and the government of the state of Florida, has now demanded and produced a situation in which the government, that guy you saw there with the tough guy swagger about freedom, is going to decide if your child, who lives in your home, that you gave birth to or raised, that you love your kid, what kind of care they can get. He decides. Care that, to be clear, the American Academy of Pediatrics supports and recommends. Think about what this means. That is what the courage to be free means. Freedom means that in my household, our family decides what kind of health care our child does or does not get. Not Ron DeSantis, not the Republican Party. Oh, Muppet Man, let me clean this up for you. First off, you and everyone that watches MSNBC and all your network cohorts and the entire Democrat Party basically were for mandates. You were for kids being forced to be injected with things, whether it was uh, with their parents' permission or not. That's number one. So you're, you're a complete hypocrite, but I get that hypocrisy is dead in 2023. Uh, the other part of this is we are talking about mutilating children's genitals, destroying their God-given body, okay? And we know that there is a social contagion element to this, meaning that suddenly, it's not as if suddenly, out of nowhere, uh, that we get all of these mostly girls that want to transition to be boys. There is a social component. It has something to do with TikTok and the internet and social pressures and all of these things. Now, we had a debate uh, before we did the show today uh, because there was a picture of a girl, biological girl, who posted what her post-op, meaning post-trans surgery looks like. And we had a debate whether we were gonna post the picture and ultimately we decided not to because it is so profoundly upsetting and disturbing and everything else that we didn't wanna put it up. We also thought that YouTube might just take down the stream altogether and give the channel a strike. So we did not put it up, but if you want to see what it looks like when a, when a young girl, a 15-year-old girl, gets the surgery, what they literally do is they take muscle tissue and skin and they take that from her thigh to create, I mean, it's, this is just so unbelievably awful, to then create a penis that is not a penis, it does not look like a penis, it does not function like a penis, it has no sexual utility or anything else. Uh, if you want to see the image that's going around the internet right now, uh, Ashley St. Clair, I've had on the show once or twice. Uh, she did tweet it. She put it up with a warning. So you actually have to click through the warning to see it. It's at St. Clair Ashley, S-T-C-L-A-I-R-A-S-H-L-E-Y, at St. Clair Ashley, if you want to see that image. We just decided not to put it up. Uh, but that these people are so for this is so insane, as if a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old or a 15-year-old who's a little confused maybe about their sexuality or their gender identity, who's bludgeoned by stuff online all the time and activist teachers and all of these things, that they should be able, their brains which are not developed yet, they should be able to make a choice that will impact them for the rest of their lives. And that that Muppet man gets up there pretending to have some sort of moral authority on this is so insane. What DeSantis is doing, again, this is about kids. Once you become an adult, if you choose to mutilate your body or whatever you choose to wear, et cetera, et cetera, that's up to you. That is the policy of Florida. And by the way, that policy is spreading throughout the country right now. And thank God it is. And people like Chris Hayes and all of these other activists, are. there is going to be hell to pay. There is going to be quite a comeuppance one day when these, when, when a generation of young children who have been mutilated and abused by medical professionals and media professionals and politics, uh, political professionals, 
when they realize what has happened to their lives, when you're a 25-year-old whose sex organs don't work, who's mutilated, who doesn't actually look all the way like a woman in many cases, or whatever it might be, there is hell to pay. But it just continues, guys. I have a warning for you. We're going to have to show you a clip from The View right now. Anna Navarro, you know Anna Navarro, she lives near me. She was once a conservative, a sane conservative. I think she was uh, Marco Rubio's campaign, she was campaign manager, if I'm not mistaken, for Marco Rubio, definitely worked for him. Uh, she is now on The View, she is completely insane. Here she is lying about Florida and Ron DeSantis. Surprise, surprise. Is that um, the, the policies that um, and the positions that Ron DeSantis is espousing are not traditional conservative policies? No, he isn't. Right. Asa uh, Hutchinson would be right, more. Absolutely. But weaponizing government mm -hmm. against yes. private business for exercising their freedom of speech is not conservative. It is fascist. It's also not constitutional. I well, just, and I think it's part of why his numbers have dropped. Good. All right, first off, the other lady, I don't even know her name. Oh, no, Asa Hutchinson, he's the real conservative because they know that no one will support Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson is going to get negative six votes. So, but Asa Hutchinson is the, he's like Chris Christie. He's so great, Asa Hutchinson. I love H H I Asa, love that guy, Asa Hutchinson. Okay, so that's one thing. Now, as far as, uh, as far as Anna Navarro, one more time, guys. And when I say one more time, I mean I'm going to have to repeat this a million more times. DeSantis took special rights away from Disney. You might argue that state and corporate power combined would be a type of fascism. So it's almost as if fascism existed with this relationship that Disney had with the state of Florida. And DeSantis actually removed the fascism. Okay, that's really what happened here. He made it so that they have the same even playing field as every other big uh, tourist attraction like Gator World and like Universal Studios and like SeaWorld. Of course, Disney should not have special rights, but what these people fear more than anything else is something's going on here, guys. Dare I quote Joe Biden? I can't believe I'm gonna quote Joe Biden. Ron DeSantis has a backbone like a ramrod and they're freaking out about it. That is exactly what's going on here. They cannot believe that finally we have a Republican politician who's doing the right thing, facing down the machine, facing down his opponents in the party, out of the party, facing down the media, the whole freaking thing. So across the board, they're going after him. Here is race huckster Al Sharpton over the weekend. This is at Jordan Neely's funeral. And I have to, as a minister, deal with this. I heard the governor of Florida, DeSantis, say that the man that killed Jordan was a good Samaritan. Well, and they raised over $2 million for this man. Well, I know, Governor DeSantis, that you putting black history and LGBTQ and Latino out of the school. But I have a Bible to put in the governor's office. Because apparently you don't know what the good Samaritan was. I should do a uh, Al Sharpton impression here, but uh, I, yeah. I'll save it for a little bit later. I'll do it in the post game show because uh, we got a big show. I got to keep up my energy, you understand? Uh, look, he is, he is the worst sort of race huckster. If there is a wound in America that this guy can rip open and pour salt on, he will always find it. As you guys know, Governor DeSantis did not ban black history or anything related to LGBT, except he can't mutilate kids, sorry. And certainly nothing, but he mentions the Hispanic community. What DeSantis did related to black history was there was one AP course, one AP African-American studies course, which was also going to teach gender queer theory. So as I've said many times, unless you think that the Underground Railroad was being run by a lesbian and you think that would be important to teach, even if she was, uh, this is completely ridiculous. Black people, like everyone else, are flourishing in Florida, uh, but don't tell that to the NAACP. You will not believe this one. Take a look at this tweet. I mean, irony is dead. 
Under the leadership of Governor Ron DeSantis, the state of Florida has become hostile to black Americans and in direct conflict with the democratic ideals that our union was founded upon. That's NAAC president and CEO Derek from uh, NAACP there. I don't even know his last name. Oh, Derek Johnson. Uh, Derek Johnson. So they're telling black people don't move to Florida, don't vacation in Florida. Now, Florida just closed up its biggest year ever in terms of tourism, like breaking every freaking record. Everyone's moving down here. You guys know the numbers, 1,200 people a day. No one cares if you're black or white. Frankly, I think black people, much like white people, like safe cities. They like nice weather. They like clean air. They like nice infrastructure, uh, things of that nature. It's very strange uh, to think that humans actually all want the same things. But these race hucksters are everywhere and they are threatened because the jig is up when it comes to a guy like Ron DeSantis. He is standing up to all the BS, which is what we've all wanted this entire freaking time. So here is uh, NAACP CEO Derek Johnson uh, on CNN, and he doesn't care what any reality is about Florida. He wants to scare black people. Regarding the national group's notice to certain travelers, we have no comment, however, on the economic diversification front, in just the last few years, Florida has moved into the number one spot in the United States for black-owned businesses and number two for Hispanic and number two for women-owned businesses as well. When you hear those numbers, uh, what they are saying is, look, African-Americans and Hispanics are doing quite well here when it comes to running their own businesses and being able to make money here uh, and being able to live decent lives. How do you how do you address that with this new ban? First of all, that's propaganda language. Over the last several years, it wasn't because of anything he did in policy. Florida, by geography, is an attractive place where people would like to go. Reality is propaganda language. So there are more black businesses in Florida than anywhere. Second for Hispanics, second for women. But that does not matter, man. You got scary Ron DeSantis and we're going to scare the hell out of everybody. It's such abject nonsense. But they're throwing in the kitchen sink. Uh, we saw this right before the show. I thought this was pretty spectacular. Uh, the chairman of the NAACP board of directors, his name is Leon Russell. Guess where he lives? Tampa, Florida. We've got to help that man. Should we start a GoFundMe? We will help to get Leon Russell out of Florida because it's bad for black people. Moronic stupidity never ends. Let's talk about CB Distillery and then we'll continue with moronic stupidity. And then we get to the good stuff at the end, don't worry. Uh, guys, you know, after I tore my ACL, uh, I tried every solution there was. Out of all the remedies, CBD from CB Distillery was incredibly helpful given how much pain relief it brought to my ACL. And I'm playing ball again. CB Distillery has over 2 million satisfied customers with 90% of them reporting that they sleep better with CBD. 81% saying they have reduction in stress thanks to their CBD. And 80% of them saying their aches and pains are relieved from their CBD after physical activity. So if you struggle with sleep, stress, pain, or if you're just frustrated with a health concern that's not getting better, try CBD from the source I trust, cbdistillery.com. Let me get you on the right path with the 20% discount. Visit cbdistillery.com, enter my name, Dave, for your discount, no prescription required, cbdistillery.com, promo code Dave for 20% off. And if you're looking at me right now thinking, Dave, you look very refreshed on this Monday. Uh, I've been using a little CBD before bed and sleeping like a baby. So there you go. All right, let's continue. Uh, because as you know, they are not going to let this Disney thing go. The entire left, which used to be anti-corporation, right? Corporations are mean. Bernie Sanders, they're not paying their fair share. We've got to stop them. They've got too much power. That was Jackie Mason, but okay, fine. Uh, they are not going to stop. They are not going to stop. They love corporations now, and they hate that Ron DeSantis is fighting Disney. And Disney is struggling, by the way. You know, just think about it this way. If Ron DeSantis was just like some evil mf -er, right? If he was just some evil bastard, like, would he, would he be doing something that would risk him losing some voters? Like, it is a risk. It's working to his advantage now. But when, he, when this fight started, he did not know which way this thing was going to go. Now, he ended up winning in a massive landslide. And clearly, culturally in America, most people are with him. That We've had it with the Disney nonsense. We've had it with the gender nonsense and everything else. We want kids to just be kids. 
but he didn't know. He didn't know if he was going to lose voters, especially in the Orlando area. Disney, Disney employs something like 30,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. It's crazy. Anyway, we've got some info here from the New York Times because Disney is a struggling uh, Disney to close Star Wars themed hotel less than two years after it opened. The planned closure of Galactic Star Cruiser, an immersive role-playing attraction, comes as Disney seeks to cut overall costs by more than $5 billion. After spending hundreds of millions of dollars to build an immersive Star Wars-themed hotel at Walt Disney World, Disney said on Thursday that amid sweeping corporate cost-cutting, it would close the underperforming attraction in September only about 18 months after it opened. All visits are two-night stays with a starting cost of more than $4,800 for two people and around $6,000 for a family of four. For authenticity, the hundred cabins at the Florida Hotel have no windows. Instead, stars, planets, and asteroid showers are shown on video screens. The announcement came as Disney pulled the plug on plans to build a $1 billion office complex in Orlando, a decision said to be influenced by the company's feud with Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. It was also not long after Robert Iger, in his return as the company's chief executive, unveiled a corporate restructuring intended to cut costs by $5.5 billion. Okay, real quick. I did not go to this Star Wars thing. I'm fairly certain that you guys know my feelings on what Disney did to Star Wars. They have completely wrecked Star Wars. They have injected wokeism into all of their properties. I canceled Disney Plus. I know many of you have canceled Disney Plus. But the whole implication of that, and also just the idea, putting aside whether you think they didn't mess up Star Wars, they did mess up Star Wars or anything else, $4,800 for two nights at a hotel with no windows. What level of rich dork would you have to be to be doing that? $6,000 for a family of four. That is so profoundly insane. And think how, how Disney, they're supposed to be pro-family. They hate families. They hate families. Go to Disneyland and see how expensive everything is. You know what I mean? Go to Disneyland. You can go to the other Star Wars thing that'll remain open. And I think it's called Galaxy's Edge. And to build a lightsaber, a piece of crap plastic lightsaber that lights up and will most likely be broken by the time you get it to the car, it's like 250 bucks. The whole thing is a giant crock. But the New York Times is implying that their struggles are DeSantis's fault. It's not the fault that they wrecked the Star Wars lore. It's not the. Uh, it's not that they uh, given you a hotel with no windows and that they're caught charging you six thousand dollars, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about. Ron DeSantis. Well, we've got a tweet here from Florida's Voice. DeSantis's office mocks Disney for closing the Star Wars Hotel, which cost families 5,000 plus. Ron DeSantis press secretary, Jeremy Redfern. This entire story was just corporate propaganda to distract from their failed $6,000 two-night Star Wars galactic star cruiser experiment. Right, at the end of the day, guys, you know this, everyone knows this. If that thing was good, if it was worthwhile, if it was fun, if it was a good use of dollars, families would still be flocking there, right? But it's just not what it was, right? You're overpaying for crap. And that's exactly what Disney has become. We saw this video uh, when we were putting the show together this morning. There is a guy online, uh, he, his channel is Mickey Views. What this kid does, kid is a young man, what he does uh, is he just spent, his whole channel is devoted to talking about what's going on with Disney in terms of the rides, the movies, the business behind it and all that. And he made a great point that uh, this move by Disney to close this thing has very little to do with DeSantis. It's too costly. Uh, they're having major relocation issues. And Bob Iger, the new guy who just took over, who's the old guy, uh, well, that he hated it. Fairly interesting, wouldn't you say? Okay, so there you go. But let's continue because the machine, the machine does not stop. Uh, we're going to have to show somebody. No, we're not going to show video of someone from The View again, but we are going to read a tweet from someone of The View again. Should we put the warning up on that, on a tweet? Have we ever done that before? Uh, let's do it, because I, I just want to warn people fairly. It's not a clip. Just bear with us, people. It's a, it's a tweet 
from a certifiably crazy person. You know this Alyssa Farah chick? So this is the girl who pretends to be a conservative on The View, and you know they sort of like half-assedly pretend that they like her, but they'll wreck her one day when they need to get rid of her. That's how it is. Uh, she tweeted this out about the, uh, the Disney situation. She wrote, the development deal Disney pulled the plug on would have created 2,000 new jobs with an average salary of 120 a year. The median household income in Florida is about 60 Thousand. Well, okay. How about now, before we continue, we show you the video from uh, Mickey Views. Here is Mickey Views, the guy who runs the channel that I just mentioned. He specializes in Disney and their businesses. Well, he's completely debunking her. Second breaking Disney news update I have for you guys is Parks Chairman Josh Tomorrow finally releasing a statement that I think we've been expecting for a while here regarding the Lake Nona project. Disney is officially abandoning the project. For those of you who don't know, the Lake Nona project was previous CEO Bob Chapek's plan to build a new Disney headquarters inside of Florida in Lake Nona, a very nice planned community that is up and coming that you have near the airport in Orlando. It's a beautiful area. We made a video here on the channel about two years ago, taking a look at where this office was going to go, the land that Disney acquired. The media is spinning this cancellation as being due to DeSantis and the hostile business environment, uh, which he helped to create with Disney. The reason I'm skeptical that DeSantis really had so much to do with this cancellation is because, you know, we know people in high places. You guys have seen some of the stories we've broken here on the channel in the past. I've been hearing for months uh, that this is just a JPEG era project that Iger wants nothing to do with. Uh, look at how fast all these JPEG era projects are just crumbling, turning to dust. You know, the reality is, is that Disney has huge bills coming due on the streaming side. They're having issues on the earnings side of things, paying to build a big new campus, a big new headquarters in Florida, making people move from California, which is very unpopular internally and part of why Chapek was so unpopular inside the company. Iger's wiping his hands clean of this whole thing. Okay, guys, so you really need to understand here without, without getting too much into the minutia of this, that the way the media is covering this, that this is fully DeSantis's fault that they're losing business and losing some jobs is just complete nonsense. Disney's having all sorts of problems because of its crappy product. But it's not just because of its crappy product, it's because it went woke. You remember months ago when we were playing those videos day after day of the diversity, equity, inclusion department in Disney talking about how they have their secret gay agenda and they want boys to be girls. And that one woman who's in charge of programming, she's got a binary daughter and a two-spirit son and a three-penis goat or whatever it is. It's like, it never stops with these people and people have had enough. You like the three penis goat. That was, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, that's what she said. I'm pretty sure we'd have to check the record. Anyway, the point is their crappy product and their wokeness is what is destroying them. And then the fact that Bob Chapik, the former CEO who was sitting there, remember in that struggle session, he's sitting there as the bunch of them are lecturing him on how he needs to be better. He then got canned and they brought in Bob Iger. And then Bob Iger, who was the former CEO of Disney before, he looks at the numbers, he looks at the papers. He's a businessman who's done quite well with Disney over the years. And he goes, okay, we're building this billion dollar campus. Well, we're purging money. So we're not gonna do that. And we're gonna fix a whole bunch of this stuff. So this is what businesses do in, in the free market. Uh, Giancarlo Sopo from Vista Media, uh, Visto Media tweeted this. Uh, the truth is this project died the day Chapik was fired. Iger hated it. It was a terrible idea and had already been delayed until 2026. Those 2000 jobs were California transplants, mostly of whom did not want to move to Florida because creatives like LA. This article ca uh, called it in November. So back in November, uh, wow, News Today, which focuses on Disney, had that. Anyway, let's get back to uh, Alyssa Farah. You'll see what we're doing here, trust me. Alyssa Farah from The View saw that from Giancarlo, and she wrote this. I believe Giancarlo is correct here, but the political problem is public perception. The governor picked a fight, and the state lost jobs and revenue. She continued, having a major corporation come out and say they left your state because of the uncertain business environment is a huge blow when one of the biggest selling points on the right is about the free state of Florida has been, uh, about the free state of Florida has been the business environment. So you, you have to understand here, she's doing exactly what everyone in corporate media does. She's lying about what the real issue is. It's not that Disney is not friendly to business, uh, that Florida is not friendly to business. Florida started taking away Disney's special rights. So if other states want to give 
certain corporations' special rights, which actually seems anti-constitutional to me, uh, they can go ahead and do it, but Florida's gonna have a even playing field for everybody. I don't like to do this sort of thing, but every now and again, I have to dunk on somebody, a slam dunkaroo on the Twitter, and I saw Alyssa's tweet, and I tweeted this to Alyssa. I retweeted her, I said, what makes you a conservative or a Republican other than it pays well to pretend to be one to be on The View. DeSantis took special rights away from Disney. He got rid of crony capitalism. Oh wait, Disney owns ABC, which just so happens to be the network you work for. Whoopi and Joy will trash the hell out of you once you're fired, right after the election, by the way. Hope it's worth it. Uh, and of course, I followed up, Alyssa Farris shuts off the replies on her tweet, so you're not allowed to reply to her. Uh, Alyssa, it's really not worth it. Have some self-respect, ask Megan McCain, if she's happier now. You know, I, I really do try not to get into these little Twitter battles, but these people, I do it with corporate people. If you're a corporate mainstream hack, then I will go after you. I try not to do it, generally speaking, it's not like the best use of time to be fighting with people on Twitter. But do you think it's odd that she works at ABC Disney and she's taking the position she is as a conservative? So the question, now let's get back to the top of the show. The question is, what is a conservative? What, it, what is it that we are trying to conserve? Why are all of these Disney corporate shills attacking DeSantis, right? Why is Alyssa Farah going after her? Anna Navarro, who also works at ABC Disney. The litany of people, why are they doing it? Well, I think there's a reason they're doing it, and now we're gonna get into that. Uh, Marcel Talon, who's the uh, director of Students for DeSantis, had a good tweet on this. Uh, just laying it out pretty cleanly. Republicans who have actively sided with Disney in their pro-grooming, pro-child mutilation battle against Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, yes, he's been pro-Disney. Mike Pence, you, we've played that clip many, many times. He, he doesn't like what DeSantis is doing against Disney. Nikki Haley, welcome Disney to South Carolina. Asa Hutchinson, nobody's paying attention to him. We don't have to waste any time. Chris Christie, he doesn't like that DeSantis is using the rule of law. And Vivek Ramaswamy has repeatedly gone after DeSantis, all again for taking away special rights of a corporation. So it is the same line of attack that Alyssa Farah, and what I would say, I don't think I've, if we were to go back in the, the history of the show, I don't know how many times I've said the phrase rhino. I don't really like that phrase because it, it shrinks the pool, right? Republican in name only. But these people are rhinos. They are, they will not conserve anything. They will not defend anything's good. And then when someone gets out there, and this is the key part, when someone gets out there, in this case, it happens to be DeSantis and stands up for the right thing. We, we would prefer you not uh, chop the genitals off children, okay? Would that be okay, guys? They try to destroy him. So you must understand they are shilling for special interests for corporations instead of free markets and free people and free children. Here's video of former uh, vice president, Mike Pence, siding with Disney. I just don't believe it's, it's in the interests of the people of any state for a, a, a government to essentially go after a business that they disagreed with on a political issue. I disagree with Florida moving against uh, Walt Disney. I disagree with California moving against Walgreens because they're gonna obey the law uh, about abortifacients in some 20 states, so they're gonna cancel a $120 million project. Look, at, at the end of the day, the business of America is business. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not terribly surprised to see Disney canceling a billion dollar contract it's only, that's only going to harm people in the Orlando and, and Florida area. And, and it's uh, one more reason why, uh, well, as a limited government conservative, uh, I, I've said for months now that I, I, I think both sides ought to stand down. All right, I think you know my feelings on this. I mean, as a limited government conservative, meaning that you think the government has no role in anything. If the, if the governments have a role in anything, it would be to keep an even playing field so that businesses could operate in an even way and let, let the best businesses, the best products, the hardest working people win. What Pence is saying is, ah, I wish DeSantis wouldn't have done anything. Disney should have kept their special rights, their special tax, ex tax exemptions, their special corporate kingdom. They should be treated specially. And somehow that is the position of the conservative it's just complete nonsense, but it continues. Here's Nikki Haley siding with Disney. What is your reaction to that as we still have yet to see him jump officially into the race? 
You know, as governor, I took a double-digit unemployment state and I turned it into an economic powerhouse. Businesses were my partners because if you take care of your businesses, you take care of your economy, your economy takes care of the people and everyone wins. And so that's the way we dealt with it. We are, South Carolina was a very anti-woke state. It still is. And if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know. I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina and introduce them to the governor and the legislature that would that would welcome it all right i just want to say on a personal note i really like nikki i've interviewed her a few times we've had dinner together so i genuinely nikki if you're watching this i mean this with love you got this one wrong what are you saying that you would give special benefits to disney if they moved to south carolina because all desantis is doing is making sure they're treated like everybody else so if you're interested in crony capitalism or what some might call fascism then i guess you should do that but come on, you, everyone knows, like the jig is up. Everyone sees what's going on here. Everyone is afraid of DeSantis right now, whether it's Trump or Nikki Haley or, or anyone else. And what they're really afraid of is, oh my God, there finally is a Republican doing the right thing. And he's doing it while being unencumbered by what his opponents and the media says and everything else. Uh, but it continues. Here's Asa Hutchinson, who's gonna get negative six votes, but he's also with Disney. As a small government conservative, which you just repeated here, what's your take on leaders in your party, Ron DeSantis among them, who are actively using the government to change social policy and wage culture wars? Well, let's be more specific about Disney. I don't like what Disney said uh, about the legislation that I would have supported in Florida, but it's not the role of government to punish a business when you disagree with what they're saying or a position that they take. If that was the view of a Republican, then we're going to be in all kinds of trouble in our businesses in blue states if they start punishing businesses for taking a more conservative speech or position. And so I don't understand a conservative punishing a business that's the largest employer in the state. In Arkansas and as governors, we recruit industry. We support our industry because it provides jobs. All right. Do I even have to bother? Like, you got it, right? Like, come on, dude. It's so obvious. Here's Vivek siding with Disney. When you look at someone like Ron DeSantis in Florida, I mean, you have been obviously very critical of him. You've called him a career politician and you said he's deeply insecure. Um, but isn't he implementing a lot of these principles that you have been advocating for? Uh, to a limited extent, but I think that the problem is what we really need in the White House is a leader, not a follower. And when you're off by half, you get things wrong. I mean, just look at the way that Disney has managed to outsmart Ron DeSantis, because when you're going through the motions and you're doing it for the reason of getting a nice little bump on Twitter or a nice cycle of media, you're not actually solving the problem that you set out to solve. Vivek, I like you, dude. I really do. We've hung out a couple of times. You've been on the show, but what the F are you talking about? DeSantis is is leading, not following. You're following because you're doing exactly what Mike Pence and Nikki Haley and Asa Hutchinson and Johnson new 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 and all of these other people are doing. It's just nonsense. But you want more followers? Well, now Chris Christie is going to get involved. That's what they're saying. New York Post Chris Christie to announce presidential run in the coming days. And as far as uh, running, well. <laughs> You got the joke. Here's Chris Christie siding with Disney. I don't think Ron DeSantis is a conservative based on his actions towards Disney. I mean, you know, where are we headed here now um, that if you express disagreement in this country, the government is allowed to punish you? To me, that's what I always thought liberals did. And now all of a sudden, here we are participating in this with a Republican governor. I what you really need to understand, so I don't have to keep repeating myself with this, is all of these guys will be loved by the media. The more they go after DeSantis, the one guy who is doing what we the people want, the more that they will get airtime, that they will be, oh, they're the real choice. On The View, we like that. Asa Hutchinson, we like Chris Christie. And what they mean by that is you are ineffectual, you are unable to win, and you will never accomplish anything. But it even continues Donald Trump over the weekend on Truth Social. <sighs> The Sanctus is being absolutely destroyed by Disney. 
His original PR plan fizzled, so now he's going back with a new one in order to save face. Disney's next move will be the announcement that no more money will be invested in Florida because of the governor. In fact, they could even announce a slow withdrawal or sale of certain properties or the whole thing. Watch, that would be a killer. In the meantime, this is all so unnecessary, a political stunt. Ron should work on the squatter mess. Okay, first off, I don't know what he's talking about with the squatter mess and Florida is by far uh, the freest economic and, and political and cultural state to live in, that's one thing. De Sanctis, okay, that's just more name calling, meaningless Trump. Uh, but interestingly, Trump is taking the side of the wokesters. He's taking the side of the giant corporations. He's taking the side of special interests and special treatment. And he's taking the side of the people who want to chop genitals off kids. That seems a little bizarre to me, as Trump was supposed to be the one that was, uh, you know, he was supposed to be the chosen one to destroy all of them. Anywho, whether we're talking Trump or Hutchinson or Chris Christie or Nikki Haley or Mike Pence or Vivek, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you can see it, guys. They are all focused on one guy. So uh, let's just uh, play a little video of what this one guy happens to think of those guys. I just think as, as conservatives, you know, it's not conservative to just simply defer to every corporation in America. That's being a corporatist. And so when I have to, when I have to look and see in the state of Florida, you know, are we being governed appropriately? Are we advancing the rule of law? and I have to take on a company like Disney, you know, a corporatist would say that you have to give Disney everything at once. Well, in reality, uh, Disney was enjoying unprecedented privileges and subsidies. They controlled their own government in Central Florida. They were exempt from laws that virtually everybody else had to follow. They had great tax breaks. They were even able to rack up debt. No single entity or individual in the state of Florida enjoyed such privileges. And you know, that's not good government, that's not free enterprise, but it's certainly even worse when a company takes all those privileges that have been bestowed over many, many decades and uses that to wage war on state policy regarding families and children. So we said that arrangement doesn't work for us, that self-governing status is gone. And that's exactly what we did. If you're a corporatist, you would not want to counteract that because you would let them do whatever they want. But if you're somebody that believes that we the people ultimately govern uh, and that we should have a rule of law and that a free enterprise means uh, actually everybody follows the same set of rules, uh, then what Florida is doing is exactly and precisely correct. And we're going to continue to do what is correct. Guys, I'm sorry, I, I don't think I can overstate it. This is the chance we have to save America. It really is. It really is. Look, my, my life has been enriched by the policies that this guy has put forth, but this is now ground zero for freedom, not only in America and in the world. And if you don't see that stark, stark difference between the, the way DeSantis wants to govern and the way the rest of these guys want to govern, then, well, I know you do because you're watching this show. So I guess you might know somebody who doesn't see it. And our, our work is to, is to con is to continue to convert those people. Uh, but this guy and this energy and this message is the future. Prof proper governance, when it is effective, when it is necessary. Government shouldn't run everything, but it should also do nothing unless you're a complete anarchist. And if you're a complete anarchist, then so be it. I think actually, if you're a complete anarchist, you would at least be more principled than the rest of these guys who are running uh, for office. But just remember, everyone's attacking DeSantis right now. Nobody's attacking Trump. Why isn't Hutchinson attacking Trump? Why isn't Chris Christie attacking Trump? Why isn't Vivek attacking Trump? Well, it's fairly obvious because DeSantis actually is the leader at this point. Like, just trust me on this. It's just so freaking obvious. Uh, here's a tweet from Florida's Voice. Here's what Trump's doing. Trump, New York's Andrew Cuomo did better than DeSantis on COVID deaths. Really think the level of the lying that is coming out of Trump right now, yes. Somehow Cuomo, who killed all of the old people, putting them back into the elderly homes, that he did better than Florida. Florida with the second oldest population and DeSantis fought to keep it open. And that's why a million people have moved here and all of the stuff, absolute lies. But don't take my word for it. Here's Trump acknowledging that DeSantis was doing right by COVID. As many schools and school districts are closing across the country, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not ruled out uh, closing for opening up schools in May, um, saying that many kids um, are not vulnerable to this disease. Do you agree with that assessment? And do you believe that schools, would you recommend that schools um, open up 
uh, and to those states that have well, I have a lot of confidence in Ron DeSantis, a lot of faith in Ron DeSantis to make the right decision. He's doing a great job as governor. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I, I had read where he's thinking about opening up the schools earlier than the date, the end of the month. Uh, I'd have to look at the numbers. All right. So there is reality and then there's just lies. So I get it. And I know a lot of Trump people are angry at me for just playing what Donald Trump's own words are. But when he attacks Florida, when he attacks the COVID response, when he now is defending Disney over Florida and over DeSantis, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And let's not forget, not only was Trump for warp speed, he was for locking down the country. And I grant everybody a leash, a certain leash on it, but you can't forget it. Trump's base is the most anti-lockdown, anti-mandate people there are, but Trump was the president when it all happened. We did the right thing. We closed the country down. I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. I had to shut it down and we did the right thing. I thought of keeping it open. And we did just the right thing. We closed it down. And a group of very smart people walk in and say, sir, we have to close it. And we did the right thing. They can't do anything without the approval of the president of the United States. Even the Democrats aren't blaming me for that. We had to close it up. Some people wish we never closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it. It's a decision for the president of the United States. So we did the right thing. We had to close it up. Because nobody's ever heard of closing down a country, let alone the United States of America. We had to turn off the airlines. We had to turn off everything. And we did the right thing. A lot of people have thought about it. Write it out. Don't do anything. Just write it out. And think of it as the flu. But it's not the flu. It's vicious. We basically shut down our country. We did the right thing. We had to close it down. The president of the United States calls the shots. And we had to close it down. We did the right thing. They're not working in offices. They're not in airplanes together. And we did close up. We had to close it up. And we did the right thing. We closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it up. We were told to got to shut it down. Stop it. Tell everyone to stay home because of this horrible virus, and we did that. We had to artificially close our country. We've done this right, and we, we really, we really have done this right, that we did the right thing. Everything we did was right. All right, look guys, hindsight is twenty twenty, And again, I grant everybody a long leash, and I happen to pick on, up, up on it very early. If you go back to the videos, you know, 15 days to slow the spread. On day 16, I started freaking out, and then the rest is history, and I ended up moving 3,000 miles away, right? Okay, so be it. I grant Trump a certain window on this thing. Uh, but the interesting thing is, has Trump ever said, I regret it? I regret closing everything down and that it wasn't maybe the duty of the president, it was the duty of the states. Like, where is your mea culpa on this? Because your base, the people who are the most angry at me for pointing this out, are the most anti-lockdown people. So where where is that video of him saying, boy, you know, I did screw that up. I shouldn't have listened to Fauci and it was not my job to do it in the first place and all of that stuff. But you get it, you know that's not coming. He's still proud of Operation Warp Speed. The fact that we rushed through getting these mRNA vaccines into people's arms. And now we have all this stuff with vaccine injuries and everything else. So the question you have to ask going forward is, if you're on the fence about who to vote for, do you think he would do it again? Well, if he's shown no remorse in what's gone on with lockdowns or with vaccines, then I suspect the answer is yes. Uh, and DeSantis is taking a very, very, different approach on uh, how we would do anything when it comes to all of this in the future. We also signed the most robust medical freedom legislation anywhere in the United States. Not only did we codify all our protections against COVID authoritarianism, we expanded it so that no private or public sector vax mandates on not just COVID vaxes, any vax under emergency use or MNRA, that is your choice, and they should not deny you the right to work based on that choice. We made sure they can't mandate it on school children, uh, and that parents are ultimately uh, the ones that make that determination. The way they weaponized these COVID vaxes was a massive incursion into our freedoms. They wanted to deny people the right to put food on their table if they didn't bend the knee and get a COVID shot that they may not have wanted and that many of them did not need. We can never allow warp speed to trump informed consent in this country ever again. Look guys, the, the question going forward when it comes to this election will be, 
Who do you think will stand up to the machine again? Will it be any of the people that I've been talking about here and showing these videos who are afraid to stand up to Disney and are taking the sides of giant corporations, say giant pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, et cetera? Or it will be the guy who has a track record now of doing it, standing up to corporations, signing all of the legislation to make sure that big pharma will not dictate what you put in your body, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think the answer is fairly obvious. DeSantis thinks the answer is fairly obvious, too. It's easy to be a front runner. It's easy to go out and take positions that are really popular at the time. It's harder to dig in and really cut against the grain. Not going to be easy, uh, but I honestly believe that, uh, that we have an opportunity to right the ship uh, and to get this whole country going. Wouldn't it be something if we righted the ship? I really think we can do it. I think this is the great chance. This is America's chance. This is America's comeback opportunity. We could right the ship with decent leadership that stands up for the right things. Now, the machine is going to genuflect and go bananas and scream and yell, and they're going to make it seem like Ron DeSantis is 10 times worse than Donald Trump. That's what they are going to do, and you can see everyone lining up against him. But this is the chance. This simply is the chance. And you know what happens when you you stick your neck out and when you lead, as opposed to what Vivek said, as if DeSantis is following, he's following? You know what happens when you lead? People start getting braver, right? I talk about this all the time. When you model it for somebody, oh, you stood up and did the right thing. You stood up with your shoulders back. You said what you believed. You fought for something that was honest and true. Then other people start doing it. And it's exactly what's happened here in Florida. Another one from Florida's Voice. New, Florida Republicans have expanded their lead over state Democrats to more than 470,000 voters. Uh, By the way, what's interesting about this, guys, is that in 2018, right around when DeSantis took office, the Democrats had an advantage of 100,000 registered voters. Now it is 470 to the Republicans. So if you do the right thing, if you lead people to the promised land, a couple people are going to follow. Some people will complain about it and some people will drown in the Red Sea, but it is what it is. Uh, I've enjoyed this show. Brock, I think you were right. What do you call you called a 9-8. I'm calling it. It's a 9-8, people. We did it. Happy Monday to you. We got a post-game show at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, in about 37 seconds, we leave you with cringe Jean-Pierre Tata. President is the best communicator that we have in the White House. And, and Joan, Shingang, Shanga, Kawawa. Let the rock tell you in Chinese. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.